Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. Hope you had a wonderful, smoky weekend. (laughs) Thank you, uh, Kate Brown and your leftist buddies who uh, just won't manage the forest right like the folks do in private enterprise. You know, the private landowners who make their living off of making, by by selling timber, imagine that, and who actually uh, take care of the forest so that they can keep selling timber. Isn't the capitalist profit motive a great thing? Because it is when it comes to not living in the smokiness that we've been living in for days on end, which hasn't hasn't abated. The fires are still going. Now we got a little bit of rain out there. That's good. And I hope that it continues, to be honest with you, kind of on and off. Because it makes it easier to fight these forest fires. Forest fires that because of Folks, even during Trump's time, the federal government did not manage and has not managed the forest effectively, partly because of settlements they've reached with lawsuits of the environmental wackos that want it all to burn down. Yes, they do, folks. You may find that strange to believe, but that's the result of their actions, not their words. So let's talk about words and how it relates to your world. Kamala Harris repeats the claim, in fact, they're showing on a Fox Business on Meet the Press, that the border is secure. Does anybody believe that? No. Well, not anyone with half a brain. How does she say? Two million people have come across the border, and the border is secure? Words mean things, don't they? How about the assault on our Second Amendment right? Jim writes me an email. By the way, if you want to, and and I've got Fred on the line. I'll get to you in a second here, Fred. I need to set up today's topics. Jim writes uh, an email about, on Patriot's Day, about this story on Fox Business, about how Visa and MasterCard and American Express are categorizing gun store sales different. They're doing them separately. A subheadline is gun gun rights advocates say tracking gun store sales would would target legal gun purchases. The left never stops. You see, this is going to be part of how they again, this is words. How they're going to claim that we're going to keep America safe because now they're going to target you through the private companies that process payments. 
Next is, mark my words, folks, because they cannot win in the courts because of the Second Amendment of the Constitution and how it's being upheld. They're going to get at your guns through the people you do business with. Visa, MasterCard, and Amex. And next, my prediction to you is just like the Biden administration, the lefties are pushing banks to not give loans to anybody who's in the fossil fuel business through the banking system. They're going to try to get at your guns through the insurance companies that insure you. Been a lot of talk about this already. There will continue to be talk about it. Jim writes this email, says on Patriots Day about this story. He says, so if I bought anything but a gun from a gun dealer, my purchase may be tracked, tagged, or otherwise raise an alert with some unknown entity who may or may not flag it as suspicious activity. Imagine what happens when I buy a gun. Yes. Exactly. They are, I believe they already are unconstitutionally tracked. So we're going to talk about that today. We're also going to talk about the shame. Thank you, Anne-Marie, for this story that's in the Hill. About how 14% of military families are on food stamps, folks. Food stamps. They're called food insecure. A $15 an hour minimum wage, which look at all flipping burgers, depending on where you're at, but here in Oregon, if you're flipping burgers at McDonald's as a high schooler, you're making more than 15 bucks an hour. $15 an hour minimum wage. It's $31,000 annually. You know what an E3 makes? A new member, just an E3, folks, not the, the lowest entry level, but an E3. An E3 has a base pay of $29,220, $14 an hour. Do you think, and here's a question I want to ask you, do you think that maybe, just maybe, we ought to apply the minimum wage laws to the lowest paid people in the U.S. military. You think? You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out, but I bet that that's a conversation you could have with someone who's persuadable in your world. Do you think that at least military people ought to be making minimum wage? Because did you know they're not? What? This is why we put these stories up on the podcast page at kslm.news. Just click on local podcasts. Political Coffee is at the top, the name of the show, folks. And you can read this story for yourself. It is one of many stories that we talk about. And you could also have a, a conversation about in the context of Measure 114 that we're going to be voting on soon, which is unconstitutional. But in the context of 
even if all of these unconstitutional ideas are defeated at the ballot box, how do you feel about Visa and MasterCard tracking your gun purchases or your ammunition purchases? Because you know, in California, you have to have a permit now to buy ammunition. Did you guys know that? Yeah, that's going to be in front of the uh, Supreme Court at some point. There are, um, Linda wrote me an email, Linda from Albany who listens, about the uh, Eric investigation. Eric is the system for elections that 30, I think 33 states, I think there were 34 But the Louisiana Secretary of State decided to leave Eric, the Eric system. Why? Oh, because it's all part of the fraud, folks. Oh, and speaking of that, um, a federal judge ruled that Arizona can't enforce its own new election law in the 2022 election. A liberal. A Clinton appointee. Oh, that's good because of racism. And then, of course, um, where's the other story here? Oh, this is good. The headline in the Oregonian. Experts urge Georgia to replace voting machines before the midterm elections. It's an AP story. Wow. They're alleging that it was a group of security people brought in by the Republican Party, went to a rural Georgia county and copied the software and the data from the equipment. They're alleging this is unauthorized access. And now that copying of the data, which is the, again, it's our right to look at what's inside the machines. That's all public record, which is the basis of this lawsuit here in Oregon, in Washington County, about the lot, the data log files which shows the evidence that these machines are all being hacked by the bad guys constantly during the elections. Ellen Rosenblum and the Secretary of State of Oregon don't want that known. Neither does the bought and paid for Brad Raffensperger, who's a Republican Secretary of State in Georgia. Anyway, it's all very interesting. We've got tons to talk about. Shouldn't military members in America at least get the minimum wage? Want to talk about that? And how do you feel or think about Visa and MasterCard tracking your gun store purchases as private people? Let's go to the phones. Go to Fred. Fred, good morning. Yeah, I'd like to hear more about Oregon people's, that's plural, people's vote.com. 
maybe you could get a representative to come on and share what he knows of what he's doing. And yeah, for they're supposed all to be the, doing that, actually. They're supposed to be coming on, yes. Question is, oh, that's when? good news. Um, I'd like to encourage other people to do your own homework and go to OregonPeoplesVote.com and uh, watch the video training. It's only a half hour of your time. And maybe we can go canvas our neighborhoods and find some of those extra people voting that don't exist. So I'm looking at the website, OregonPeoplesVote.com, and where can you find that training video? Because it's not really easy to see, at least by what I'm seeing right now. Do you um, have to sign up first? No, I didn't think so. But you ask a good question. Uh, so there, there's a there's a video, Fred, at the bottom here. It says Oregon voter registration loopholes video. That doesn't sound like that's what you're referring to. No, there was some training, and it took. Okay, so to, it says you, you can click here for Canvas training materials. So I'm clicking that, on that. that. I'm doing this in real time, Fred. Uh, okay, it says you can watch the training video below. So you scroll down and you can see the training video. Fred, thank you. That is a great resource. I appreciate it. And Kathy and Ron, you guys hang on. I promise I'll get you on the other side of the break. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Butte GMC Talk Line. Back in a moment. It is 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Yes, John, you just heard the number. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220 is that number to call. Or you could just send me an email like John did asking. Yeah, we, we don't have the call-in number up on uh, the kslm.news website. But thanks for asking. And thanks for going to the website. I do appreciate that. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. Hey, thanks. Um, even, it's been really hot, even though it's been smoky because the forests are mismanaged. By the way, great story about that. Uh, today also uh, in uh, where is that here where is the oh it's in uh, it was on the Oregon watchdog it's a story out of the Cannon Beach Gazette how the buildup of dead trees from prior forest fires in poorly managed federal timberlands has made the fires even worse and it reduces options. That's a new report issued by Douglas Timber Operators. PhD Bob Zyback analyzed historic fire behavior in Western Oregon 
in recent trends in fire activity. Now, why do I say that? Because every one of our governor's candidates has a different idea how to manage the problem from a state perspective. One of the reasons I like Betsy is because she's from the timber industry. And her, well, her basic idea is pretty simple. (laughs) I'm going to put out the fires, including the ones on federal lands. And I'm going to fight the feds who say you can't do it because it's on federal land. She's basically telling them, sorry, going to do it anyway. All right. As promised, I got to get to the phones. But before I do that, remember, if you are hot and your air conditioning system, including your air filtration system, isn't working right, there's all that smoke in the air and the heat and you're miserable, call Freedom Heating and Air. They get out to your home right away and they get it fixed. It's really easy. You just pick up the phone and call 503-580-1456-580-1456. Freedomheatingandair.net is their website, freedomheatingandair.net. As promised, we go to the phones. Kathy, you're you're first. Good morning. Um, I'm calling about the um, ad against Betsy. They highlight, you're going to have to help me to put what I'm thinking into words, because this is difficult. But um, they're saying that Betsy's against red flag laws, and she's she wants to put guns in the people that kill school children, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's not what she's doing when she says she doesn't agree with some of that stuff. People, the public just isn't getting the details about these laws that they're trying to impose on us. And it's infuriating to me that they can just say anything they want and expect people to accept it. Yeah, it is. And it is the sad state of the uh, electorate out there today. It's not in Betsy's best interest to address the issue at all because it is a negative as multiple polling shows. However, have you seen that ad? I I have. I've seen it multiple times and it is effective. Betsy has to say, no, no, it isn't true. And at some point she's going, you have to let, some things go and other things that are blatantly a lie you have to push back on the lie told often enough soon becomes the truth that's the old adage and it is the truth i at some point she's going to have to come out and the way you do that is with a very effective emotional ad about a woman being attacked by a bad guy a criminal who got a gun And she couldn't fight herself off. She was a victim. Why? Because some place, some city said she couldn't have a gun. She couldn't defend herself or her family. You tell those emotional stories to counter it. And Betsy needs to say, I'll always stand up for your right to defend yourself against it. That's how you counter it. She's not done it yet. At some point, she's got to. Thank you. Yeah, they got to move to Ronnie. Ronnie, go. You're up. 
this gun law, Measure 114, all the measures should be voted down, period, including the one the universal health care plan that they want to put in Oregon. It will take away the priorities from the law enforcement even further, and it will take away priorities on the highway system and take away from our education, even though we're the fourth highest per capita and we're 40th and 15th. And the second thing is, my brother, is that we have to stand up. We need to get, talk to our people. We need to start talking to businesses in our communities, Republicans of the Willamette Valley. Because I'm sick and tired of people t- saying, oh, we're reaching out by phone. Phone do not work. People's best resolve is by talking to them directly until they get off their postilias and back what they play. I encourage those that precinct committee persons to stand up and watch how they, uh, you know, and, and reach out. That's the biggest complaint I hear from businesses in this valley or small business owners that I hear from a team representative. I'll be down in Canyonville this week, this weekend, for our new rodeo coming back for down there. And hopefully that people will go come and come down and see me. I'll be, and if you we got a horse, come down and rope. Four for 20, number seven. King top 10 goes to the rodeo. God bless you. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ronnie. Freddie, hang mm-hmm. on. And our other caller, hang on. I'll get to you on the other side of the break. Promise. It is 6.30. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 24 minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. This is Political Coffee talking about shouldn't military people at least get paid minimum wage? A disgraceful report came out saying, no, they're not. And what do you think about, how do you feel about credit card companies tracking your gun store purchases? You think they could be pressured by the leftist DOJ of O'Biden? Notice how I called him O'Biden. You think they could be pressured into yeah, turning that information over, you think? 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. Emails to jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at KSLM. Dot news. Let's go to the phones. We'll start first with Freddie, and then we'll take our other caller. Freddie, good morning. Talk about the military pay. I think they get paid pretty good right now. And the reason I say that is that they're married. You know, they, they get subsidiaries. For, they, they get extra money for housing and, uh, and uh, the families that they have. When I was in the Army, it was 96 bucks a month. When I was in Vietnam, was I get three hundred and fifty dollars a month, and that was based off of uh, combat pay and flight pay. I was able to save enough money to buy a brand new car when I came home. I think what it is is, it, no matter how much money you make, if you don't know how to budget, don't know how to save, don't know how to take care of things, 
you're always going to be broke. So I think that the, the military pay is pretty darn good right now. And, and you know, because <laughs> these folks get uh, three meals a day and they get housing. And, and, and so I think it's, I've known a number of career soldiers that have saved a lot of money. In fact, I have clients that are former military people that bought a home when they retired, did a lot of things. So it's really about manage your money. And um, I think I think the military is pretty astute about what pay they should be getting based on the, where they live and what they're doing and the times we live in. That's my so opinion. So you don't, you don't think this report that, says an E3 makes $14 an hour is reflecting all of the benefits they get from being in the military. Absolutely right. Absolutely so you don't think, I mean, but within food inflation, Freddie, don't you think that the issue of um, having to go get food stamps in your family, because you, you may live in base housing, you may live off base, you don't have enough money. You got to go get food stamps, don't you? I mean, isn't that kind of wrong? It seems well. To if be- you went and bought an expensive car, an electric car, and uh, which, and you don't have enough money to buy food, they do have a commissary that they go to. That is the reduced cost. Uh, so it depends on what the family's doing with their money. And how they've allocated that? What kind of furniture do they? Do? What 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 are they doing with their money? What kind? Of, I bought a Volkswagen. I came back. I didn't go down and buy a Corvette. I, I spent twenty five hundred dollars on a Volkswagen, but I saved enough money for that. I'd like to have had a Corvette, but I didn't have that kind of money. So it depends right. on how you budget yourself. Thank and, you, Freddie. I appreciate it. Uh, All right. Generally, uh, people are not getting combat pay these days because we're thankfully not involved in combat, nor should we be at this point, uh, in my viewpoint. Thank you, Freddie. I appreciate it and your perspective as always. Let's go to our caller. Caller, good morning. What's your name? Yeah, good morning, Jeff. This is John. Uh, Hi, John. Thanks a lot for having me on. Uh, I, I did call to talk about political activism and Measure 114, uh, okay. but the last caller kind of uh, uh, hit a nerve. Uh, I also spent time in the military. Uh, I was fairly fortunate that I went in as an E3. Uh, however, people need to understand that these extra benefits, the basic, uh, the BAQ, uh, meal allowances and things, if you are married, uh, do help out and they do have commissaries to shop at, but that's only if you're married and people need to understand if they're going into the mil- military, this is what it pays. If you're married, you might get a little bit more out of it and have dependents. Other than that, the pay is low, uh, up through coming up through the ranks. You are basically, you know, through boot camp and even to your first skill, basic skills school, you're more a drag on the military than you are uh, an asset. So they're, they're going to have to work you up from nothing and bring you into something that's worthwhile. But people need to understand the pay isn't squat. And I agree that an E3 has probably gone through his basic uh, skills uh, 
classes uh, and is becoming an asset. Uh, yeah, and I think the pay should be higher once they get up that way. Uh, I haven't been lucky. I started as an E3, got E4 right away, and uh, got E5 at, uh, at two years. Uh, I also had subpay, CPay, propay, uh, so the, those are added benefits. But for the guys that aren't in advanced rates, uh, yeah, it's difficult. So, um, how long ago were you in? I was in from 72 to 80. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's been quite a few years. I mean, I, Freddie is a good friend of mine and he was in Vietnam. And so, you know, those were very different times in relation to where we are today, do you think that an E3 today, as the article points out, as Anne-Marie says, she wrote me a text, said the article says housing cost is still deducted from the ability to get food assistance for their families at, at home. Do you think that you could do as Freddie suggested, that if you budget your ma- your money right, an E3 could could still have a, a good life economically? It depends what path you've chosen for your life. If you're single in an E3 and living in the barracks and eating at the mess hall, sure, there's no reason you can't sock away a ton of money. But if you have decided to start a family making X amount of money, uh, that's on you. Uh, you. You do get some extras for that. But you really need to, uh, you know, think about what you're doing. Now, however, the other thing of can you make a decent living if you're an E3, it's going to be tough. It's really going to be tough. You're still at the entry level, although I should, uh, they should be far above uh, basic wage. I mean, that's $15 an hour really doesn't go too far. So if they want to retain people, in addition to the training, you're going to have to pay them not necessarily what the market is because there are other benefits to being in the military. However, if you are, if you have dedicated yourself through reenlistments, you have a longer commitment. If you are in a specialty program or you are entitled to combat pay or hazardous duty pay, they need to be getting that money. And they, that's, if you put your life on the line, uh, they, they at least compensate you a little bit. Yeah, I completely agree with you, um, John. I mean, that, yeah, I I don't know. You know, we, we ask people to be prepared to give their life for this country. Uh, as, as a soldier, airman, marine, uh, I mean, you, sailor, I mean, you, you make a commitment. You're willing to go do that. Nobody ever thinks that they will have to, but it happens every day, and it happens in training accidents. It happens in combat operations we'll never hear about, and it happens in combat operations we have heard about that I've been a part of in Iraq and Afghanistan, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, it, it is disgraceful to me that in most cases, what you've described as an E3 was deciding to have a family, you're not going to make it you're going to have to go on on food stamps. And yes, how we budget means everything. Because all of us spend money differently. And it's easy to spend money stupidly 
because we make it easy to do that in a capitalist society. It's just one of the dangers of capitalism. And that's why self-control in so many things is so important. John, John you wanted to talk to, about something else quickly. Uh, yeah, Measure uh, 114. Uh, myself and some others have gotten together. We've had brochures printed up, uh, and we've gone to, gu- gone to gun shops, uh, pawn shops. Basically, anybody who would listen to us uh, and talk to them about 114. And it's been very, very encouraging. Uh, so I would encourage anyone, if you want to get some brochures, uh, you can contact me at no to measure 114 at gmail.com. We've got some printouts. I can give you uh, the PDF to print out. But we need people to help. We need foot soldiers to go out, knock on doors, talk to people. I walked around my neighborhood yesterday. I went to the Sandy Am uh, tractor pull at the Harvest Festival uh, yesterday, uh, talked to people, handed out brochures. It's very, very positive, and people need to know that it, when you go knock on doors, you're just one person. When you talk to someone else and they read the handout, understand what it is, they become an advocate and they talk to more people. If we're going to defeat this, we have to get serious about it. Everybody has to get off the bench. Cheerleading is great, but you got to get in the game. You got to help out. You got to do something. You're right. It is an incredible threat to our ability to defend ourselves, and it's an incredible threat to our constitutional right. Thank you, John. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Quickly repeat your email address. I guess he's gone. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. 648, back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Last segment for today. 503-589-1220 is at Power Buick GMC Talk Line. Emails at jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at kslm.news. We will go back to the phones in a moment here. Corby writes an email. says, morning, Jeff. How is the illegal unconstitutional gun registrations, or I mean background checks and concealed weapons permits, working for everybody now? Well, it depends on where you're at. the Supreme Court took a stand on our Second Amendment right and did it right, but it'll continue to be under attack. Uh, a uh, employee of the state who shall never be named, any comments on the decision from the Salem-Kaiser School District to close in-person attendance at school board meetings and conduct them via Zoom? They cite safety concerns for out-of-control parents attending the meetings. Yeah, the Iron Patriot newsletter uh, sent that to me after we got off the air on Friday, and I did read it. Uh, my comment is, is it, it ain't the out-of-control parents that are the problem. That is a fake meme on the part of the superintendent. 
it's the out of control Antifa affiliated loose or lus intimidating people in the parking lot and in the board meetings. They're the problem, but not a word about that from the superintendent. Oh no, it's gotta be the parents. It's disgraceful and this is why you need to sign the petition to get rid of these three board members. The leftist ones, because this superintendent needs to be replaced in my very humble opinion. Mo writes regarding military pay, I agree partially with Freddie. They live off base, they get housing pay, separate rations to help with food. They get to use the commissary, commissary to purchase their goods. They can take advantage of free education to better their future. That's what it was like when I was in the Air Force in the late 60s. Um, nobody is tighter than me, writes Dale, living on a small fixed income, and I'm losing ground financially every single day. Does anybody think the housing allowances given to military members today is keeping up with the increase in rents? Probably not. Gotten pretty darned expensive to go live anywhere. Got to go back to the phones. We'll start with Art. Art, good morning, brother. First comment is, don't have to worry about people going into the military because of these damn vaccine mandates and uh, <laughs> um, that's the big reason why our military is uh, growing smaller, Jeff. There is no doubt about it. But I did want to comment about uh, the simple fact that uh, the borders are not closed. We have we don't have a pro, uh, as much a homeless problem as we have a drug problem. It's rainbow fentanyl, these gangs in Portland uh, who are selling drugs and, and all the violence and, and that stuff. And I've got a new nickname for Portland, Jeff. We need to start calling it Little Chicago because yeah. Yeah. that city... And we need to use it because we got to shame the cotton-picking Democrats because their sanctuary state and all this other stuff is what's ruined Oregon. There is no doubt about it. But I, I, I just wanted to mention that Kamala Harris, she's a liar. The border isn't closed. My God, just look at all the illegal drugs and the, the um, illegals coming in and starting gangs and dealing drugs and the whole nine yards. It's just purely pathetic. All I got to say is we all have to vote uh, Republican right down the line because if we don't, our state's going to be a lot worse off than what it is now. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right, so you're saying that you're going to vote for Christine Drazen then? I have decided that I don't trust Betsy and that uh, I've, I've, I've got to stick with my party. I've always stuck with my party, and so I prayed a lot about it. And uh, I'd rather have a little more control 
over hopefully Christine than what we have with Betsy because you know she flip flops too much and like they said about what well, you know how many things control. has she flip flopped on how many things has she flip flopped on well uh, for instance uh, I'll talk about the gun thing you know uh, she was pro gun and then she jumped on the, the bandwagon uh, to make it that's, so that's you can't buy a gun. Thing. What 21. other things has she done? What other things has she flip flop uh, on? I'm just curious. Because I can't well, think of one. Uh, well, I mean, she voted. She's been a Democrat. Well, she's been everything, Jeff. All right, now, that's, that's not flip-flopping in the campaign. You're going back to her voting record. She's admitted she made mistakes, especially on the gross receipts tax, which well, was a dumb vote. Say, she actually believed what they were yeah, saying. So what other things course, has she flip-flopped on? Of course she's going to say she made a mistake. Uh, she's made a lot of mistakes. I know because I've dealt with her forever. You think Christine Drazen has made any mistakes? I'm just curious, Art. I got to no. hey, love you. Yeah. But yeah. okay, that's your decision, and you're entitled to it. I got to go to Rich. Rich, you're up next. Uh, bye, Jeff. Bye, bye. Rich, you're up. Okay, uh, so ha since this is an all volunteer military. Uh, do they get time and a half and double time for 36 hours straight under attack? No, they get combat pay for that. No, that's not enough. Not enough. Next question is, if you're working more than 40 hours a week, do you get time and a half? Well, no, uh, <laughs> but, you know, maybe the Oregon legislature should mandate that for members of, say, the Oregon National Guard, given that no, they've mandated I'm, I'm it for every about, other uh, worker, including farm yeah. workers. Exactly. That's what I mean. Is that uh, they have to look at this? The military is unique because of all the problems you have to deal with. So, how can you say fifteen dollars is too much or not enough? I think it's not enough if you're going to take somebody and uh, put them in a position where they're not going to get. You know, it's all volunteer now. Just like we have political mercenaries out there, like. Uh, Chris out there jumping ship all the time. He's looking for the big bang for the buck. How do you entice somebody when you say, yeah, you're going to be working uh, 70 hours a week and uh, we're only going to pay you a flat wa uh, wage of X? Good point. Uh, I mean, I, I can't argue with that. I just ultimately... Well, see, when, see I, right when, I went, when I went in, it was 19 cents an hour. 19 cents <laughs> Yeah, because you're there 24 hours a day. You're on standby to go anywhere they want to go. Well, that is something else to consider, too. Yeah. Great. Uh, thank you, uh, Rich. I appreciate it, folks. Uh, right. Thanks to each and every one of you for listening and participating today. We'll be back tomorrow, and I hope you will be, too. Keep praying for this great state and this nation and keep being willing to stand up and fight for it. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, man.